episode 822. Family night tickets go on sale on Wednesday, and appropriately, we talk to someone involved with the broadcast. That someone is Charlie Sakaitis of NBC26 in Green Bay. It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. <laughs> Good morning, Green Bay Packers fans, and welcome to Railbird Central at Cheesehead TV, the longest tenured Packers podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Brian Caravu, and today we're talking about Packers Family Night and a couple other topics. To do that, we're joined by a guest. We have a pre-recorded interview with Charlie Sakaitis of NBC26, part of the new broadcast partnership between the Packers and uh, and, and the NBC affiliates that will broadcast uh, Family Night for the first time this year. Uh, so without further ado, let's learn more about that partnership. Right now on Railbird Central, we're joined by Charlie Sokaitis of NBC26 in Green Bay. Mr. Sokaitis, how are you today? I am about as good as you can be. I'm coming off a vacation, so I'm relaxed. I'm refreshed. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Sounds good. Hopefully that works in your favor when you get back to work at NBC26. And uh, appropriately, uh, we're talking today about family night with tickets going sale on sale on Wednesday. And, and Charlie, can you tell us about how the new partnership came about between the Packers and the NBC affiliates to air family night this year? Yeah, absolutely. So NBC was really excited to get that opportunity. They've wanted to be a part of Family Night for a while since we are the official Packers station. Uh, we've wanted to have our, a hand in that, and they were able to get the deal done. I, you know, I'm not in the back rooms making the big decisions, but we are a part of it this year, and it's something that we can't wait because we we want to be part of what the Packers are doing all the way throughout the season, and this is a big one right at the beginning where. Fans love to be a part of that game, see the guys on the field, almost a more relaxed situation. And now we're going to be the ones bringing that information and bringing the, the stories to everybody. Yeah, big changes during Packers training camp. Can you tell us specifically what your role will be that evening and the roles of some of the others uh, involved in the broadcast? Well, we are going to be teamed up with uh, the guys down with TMJ. Uh, Lance Allen's going to be in the mix. Our whole sports staff will be in the mix. Everybody's going to be doing different parts throughout the afternoon, uh, you know, interviewing guys, talking to the, the crowd, doing different stuff. And it, it, it's just going to be exciting. It's going to be something that people want to go out, get into the stadium for, take a gander at what the team's looking like early. And, you know, I'll tell you from my own opinion, I like what I've seen in the early OTAs. So I think it's a good reason for people to get out there and enjoy it. With the new partnership this year, I, I think people are maybe curious, will any of the features of Family Night change this year, things people have grown accustomed to, like the fireworks and things like that? I imagine that will stay the same. That you know, The Packers have sort of a schedule of things that they know the fans like. So there will be a lot of stuff that isn't, completely different but we'll, we'll bring a little of our own flavor to it as well and 
you guys will have to come out and see it to enjoy what goes on. It's going to be a little bit of a surprise. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Um, I think with training camp about to start here at the end of July, I do have a couple questions for you about the team and the players here. Uh, that I think the timing is appropriate here. Like on Monday, Aaron Rodgers came in at number six on the NFL Network's top 100 players list of 2017, just revealed two days ago. Do you think, Charlie, that ranking was appropriate? You know, I think once you get into the top 10, you're hair splitting everybody. You know, watching what Aaron did over the last part of this season, it's tough for me to think he's not one of the top one or two guys. But it, you're, when you're talking about greatness and all the guys in the top of that list are great, it's hair splitting. It's, it's individual opinion. Uh, Packer fans obviously want him at the top of that list, and he has every right to be at the top of that list. But it never surprises me when, when you know, you move down one or two or whatever. As long as he's in the name of those top couple of guys, I think that that's appropriate. I would have put him higher myself, but you know, the guys that I would have moved down were also very good. I wouldn't. I'm not shocked that he's where he's at. Yeah, I think sometimes the outrage on social media is probably more than probably it deserves to be. Uh, but just curious here, the, the NFL Network also revealed that wide receiver Devontae Adams just missed out on the top 100, coming in at 101. Just does that ranking surprise you for a guy who's, uh, you know, two years ago was had a little bit of a rough year and he, he rebounded? It doesn't surprise me. It would have surprised me two years ago to know that this is how good he could get. But, I mean, I watched this last season. Devontae Adams was very good, and it's just got to be tough for him. He, he misses the top 100 by one, and I think he missed 1,000 yards receiving by, like, one, like three catches or three yards or whatever it was. He, so he's, he's been on the precipice of some great awards for what he did last year and just missed out. Either way, I think what it signals is that Adams is a guy that's going to be around now. He's, he's figured it out. He fits into this system well. Rodgers and him have a good rapport. He knows how to get into some of those open spaces and sit down in traffic and make plays. He was very instrumental to what the team did last year, and it's only going to get better going forward, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he can do in 2017, and I don't think I'm alone. Uh, Charlie, uh, I, I don't mean to end on a sour note here, but I do feel like I have to ask, just because this was such big news, what was your reaction to hearing that former Packers running back Amon Green, the team's all-time leading rusher, was arrested for domestic violence? It's the same reaction I have any time I hear any of these stories, and it's just disappointment. You know, you you look at these guys, they're idols, they're, they're people that you – you view on on a pedestal, but they are human, and it's it's something you hate to see. It's it's there's no room for domestic violence at all. There just isn't, and so when you see something like that, it, it hurts you a little bit as a fan and, and as somebody that covers sports for a living, somebody that loves sports. It's one of those things you just hate to see, whether it's your own team or any other guy that's out there that getting in trouble like this. It's just not a good feeling yeah it isn't and i guess we should say it is just uh accusations or arrest at this point no conviction absolutely yet. so nothing we don't we don't know all the details hopefully the details come back and tell us that it isn't something terrible that's we'll all be able to rest a little bit easier but it's never something that you want to see in a headline 
it's never something that you like to see surrounding the team that you root for. Uh, but it's just something really, to be honest, you just don't want to see at all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, maybe to end on a positive note here, I mean, is there anything you haven't told us about family night here before we let you go or just the excitement surrounding it? Well, this is what I would say about family night. It's going to be fun to get out there and see some of the young guys. I always like how the rookies are at family night because it's really the first time they get the big crowd at Lambeau. And they get they, they always have a pretty interesting look on their face. And I think that that's what I'm most excited to see at family night is those rookies getting their first taste of what the real Lambeau crowd can be like uh, in a very fun, supportive environment little bit before we get to seattle absolutely uh charlie thank you so much for taking the time to do kind of a little bit of a preview of family night here on the day tickets go on sale so we'll send people to go buy their tickets and uh the rest of us will be watching you on tv thanks again so much for your time thanks for having me charlie sokitis of nbc 26 joining us here on railbird central on a friday pardon me a wednesday morning (laughs) Glad to have him joining us. Glad to have you, the listener, join us as we continue on with the show. What the hell's going on out here? I'll try to tell you, Vince, in our Packers news segment, as we talked about with Charlie Sakaitis, Aaron Rodgers came in at number six on the NFL Network's top 100 players list of 2017. And here's how the top 10 uh, came about uh, as revealed on Monday. So you can see how Rodgers fit in. Number one, Tom Brady. Number two, Von Miller. Number three, Julio Jones. Number four, Antonio Brown. Number five, Khalil Mack. Number six, Aaron Rodgers. Number seven, Ezekiel Elliott. Number eight, Odell Beckham Jr. Number nine, Le'Veon Bell. And number 10, Matt Ryan. Normally, I give my thoughts on the Packers news, but this isn't first take on ESPN or undisputed on FS1. For one, I don't watch the other players on the list nearly as closely as I watch Aaron Rodgers. And two, I I think outrage over something like this is overrated if you think Aaron Rodgers, you know, deserve to be higher. I'll save my strong opinions for something like proposing the Packers release Latroy Guyon like I did last week. I suppose I have a mild opinion that Aaron Rodgers was underrated, but like I said, I'm not going to sit here and analyze the play of the other players and why Rodgers deserves to be higher. I can only echo the thoughts of Charlie Sakaitis and say that it is splitting hairs at this this point. These players are all very good, and certainly somebody could make the argument that simply playing the quarterback position is more valuable than other positions on the field, and I can understand that argument. But, I mean, if you're looking, you know, trying to just place players like, you know, it is comparing apples to oranges, but if Aaron Rodgers is as good of a quarterback as, you know, say Antonio Brown is good as a receiver. I mean, that, that I think that's how people kind of looked at this as well. Um, when making the rankings, when, when players were asked to do it, cause I, I don't think they probably gave them a whole ton of like criteria as to how to rank the players. It's just like, Make your top 100, and we'll tabulate them all at the end. Uh, So, obviously, it's a subjective kind of thing. 
and I don't have a strong opinion on it. As far as the news that Devontae Adams came in at 101 on the list, let me express surprise at that. Uh, Had someone told me that Adams didn't make the top 200, I probably wouldn't have batted an eye. And that's not to say I don't respect Adams. I just thought, you know, he first of all, he finished south of 1,000 yards, and more so... I thought that he would need another season like the one he had in 2016 to come close to the top 100. Uh, And I have all the respect in the world for what Adams did in 2016, the way he rebounded, especially from injury, but the way he became a legitimate threat in that offense with guys like Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb and um, uh, the tight end from last year, Jared Cook, taking away receptions, That was truly inspiring. I I look forward to what Devontae Adams has in store for 2017 as he enters the prime of his career. He's going to be extremely motivated to have a productive year so he can earn a lucrative second contract in the NFL. But before we start speculating about his future and whether that future will be with the Packers or not, you know, simply having a good season in 2017 will mean good things for this current Packers team. Let, let's hope that a good season by Devontae Adams means the Packers are doing well in the playoffs, potentially even a Super Bowl, and you know whether or not he would leave after that, uh, I think many people would take the Super Bowl title above all else uh, as opposed to you know, uh, weighing that against, oh, would you rather have a Super Bowl or have Devontae Adams for the rest of his career? We'll we'll have that debate about Adams' future uh, after the season is over. Uh, When the season comes to a close, there are episodes upon episodes of us speculating about what guys will do in free agency and things like that. We can have a whole lot of debate about that then. So, uh, unfortunately... Adams didn't make the top 100, uh, but uh, good news or that, I mean, it, it, it indicated good things, I guess. Uh, people respect what he did uh, to just miss out, the, the first person to miss out on the top 100 list. The Packers had five players make it, could have been six. And, and you know, I even, as we talked about last episode, David Bakhtiari missing out on the top 100. There are seven players that arguably could have made the top 100. Um, I also want to recognize something that happened over the weekend, and I didn't find out about it until after Monday's episode of Railbird Central. But Packers tight end Martellus Bennett was honored alongside his brother Michael Bennett, who plays for the Seahawks, The brothers were presented with the Shine a Light Award at the 2017 BET Awards, which aired on Sunday evening um, on BET, as well as I think they aired on a few other stations as well. If I'm correct, as I was just flipping through, I didn't watch, but I saw on the guide on the television, I think they aired on Comedy Central as well. Um, But the award was presented by an initiative called My Black is Beautiful, which celebrates the collective beauty of black women. Uh, Marcellus's brother, Michael, was recognized for his namesake foundation uh, and what he does with it, 
while Martellus, the Packers tight end, was recognized for his company, the Imagination Agency, for inspiring children to be creative and look beyond the world of sports. Uh, These are the words of the Seahawks official website that provided a brief recap of the awards ceremony that took place. Uh, But my own personal congratulations go out to Martellus Bennett, who I saw on social media uh, just yesterday publicized the comic books being sold through the Imagination Agency. Yes, it's a for-profit venture, but that doesn't mean the books he promotes don't have a good message like millions of other books that are also sold for a profit. And as an author, I can respect that. Uh, It wasn't all so long ago when Bennett was featured on the YouTube Kids app in a video called Daddy Daughter Storytime, in which he participated in their read-along program about reading to kids and things like that. And he's got his own four-year-old daughter, so that was really cool. So again, my congratulations goes out to Packers tight end Martellus Bennett for the award he received for his good works outside the world of football uh, that I think deserves further uh, congratulations. And I, it, it's unfortunate. I mean, I guess I'm kind of guilty myself in that I never watched the award ceremony, but I wasn't made aware ahead of time. I didn't see any press releases that Martellus Bennett would receive this award either. Uh, maybe if I had, I would have taken note of that. Um, but yeah, like something like uh, I know the Seahawks official website went out of their way to promote the award when the Packers didn't. I'm not sure why they did not um, here at a slow time of the the off season when they certainly could have made mention of that. Um, but yeah, congratulations to Martellus Bennett. Finally, for what it's worth, <laughs> the Packers revealed the official logo of the Titletown District on Tuesday, which is hard to share on a podcast. It's kind of a a visual thing, and here we are on an audio medium. Uh, But it's a logo you'll see throughout their new development west of Lambeau Field, you know, where they're putting up the new restaurant, the new hotel, the new sports medicine clinic, and, and the public park. And the new logo incorporates a goalpost into the design. I've seen people react to the new logo on social media with both good and bad opinions. Uh, And again, I, I, I don't have much of an opinion on the topic. But there you go. That's what's happening in the world of the Green Bay Packers here during the off season, And that leads us into our next segment. The Day Ahead. Speaking of Martellus Bennett, I'd tell you he was appearing on the NFL Network's Good Morning Football on Wednesday morning, but I think his appearance is already over. So if you want to see him, uh, here's your notice to either watch the replay, I think they replay it over once every day on the NFL Network, or check out their social media accounts. I'm sure they'll provide highlights on Twitter, Facebook, things like that. Uh, So if you want to check that out from Wednesday uh, on Good Morning Football, you know, other than that, I don't have a whole whole much in our day day ahead segment during the offseason. But I did want to share how you can get those aforementioned tickets to family night. They go on sale today, June 28th at 10 o'clock a.m. Central Time. So really, if you're watching the live edition of the show, just a short amount of time from now. Um, tickets are for sale through Ticketmaster for $10 each, 
and they can be purchased one of three ways. Probably the easiest and the way most people buy tickets nowadays is online at Ticketmaster.com. The other ways, and certainly by all means, feel free to do these if you have the means or want to do them, to purchase them in person at the Packers Ticket Office. Of course, that's located at Lambeau Field. So if you live in the greater Green Bay area, you can do that. And finally, you can purchase them over the phone. The phone number, and I'll say this slow if you want to replay it back here uh, and write it down, 1-800-745-3000. That's 1-800-745-3000. There is a limit of 10 tickets per purchase during the first day of ticket sales, and everyone, regardless of age, requires a ticket, uh, but with relatively low prices, that's understandable for an event like this. Um, there's also a group ticket program, although you have to buy a minimum of 50 tickets. You know, these are things for like nonprofit organizations that want to take their members or kids or employees or whatever. Uh, in order to do that, you have to go through the Packers either at their ticket office, you can call them, or there's a form available online at the team's official website. So there you go. Uh, that's the details on the family night tickets that go on sale today. And that's what's happening in the world of the Green Bay Packers. Thank you everybody so much for joining us today. Thank you to our guest, Charlie Sokitis for let, giving us the lowdown, uh, on, um, uh, family night and the new changes tank taking place from the broadcast aspect of things. And uh, we got an upcoming episode of Railbird Central this Friday. We're trying to reschedule our guests um, that we were supposed to have on Monday in which we were going to talk about Canadian football uh, and the CFL. And I think this is a good time of year to do that while it's underway and the NFL is not. So we're going to do that on Friday morning's episode of Railbird Central. Talk about a little... Canadian football. So we'll see you then. Railbird Central airs typically every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. That's the live edition of the show, podcasted and on demand later in the day. Uh, we will on Friday be at 8.15 a.m., so just slightly earlier. Um, we'll see you later, folks. Have a good Wednesday. We'll see you just two days from now for our next episode. I leave you today with a song called New Country Blues by the Emmett Nershi Band on Psy Fidelity Records. See you later, everyone. Go, pack, go.